awesome, me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of red pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Welcome to a new episode. You're listening to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Juan, and I am joined by the cast, the crew, the students. Zach? Hey, what's going on, guys? Craig? What's happening? Coach, we need to change your... Your name should be Coach Craig on here. Coach Craig? Mr. Coach Klein. (laughs) How's everybody doing? You got a good week? Yeah, so yeah. far, so far, pretty good. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, we chilling, melting. Yes, melting. Yes, yeah. But you know what? There's a uh, there's good news with with the hot weather. Uh, I know Craig's excited. We got we got football tomorrow. Craig, are you excited? Are you are you ready to watch um, quarterback four on the depth chart play two snaps to throw an interception? Uh, I'm very much excited to watch anything. Because that means we are that much closer to real football. Real football. Um, But this is a movie podcast. If you guys are joining us for the first time, welcome to episode 256. Today we are discussing Battle Royale. Um, You know, a few months ago we had a top five movies that we are kind of wowed about that we didn't know we haven't done yet. So this was on Craig's list. Um, We've done E.T., one that I think was on Zach's list. We've done Star Trek, which is one I've picked out. And today, Craig, we are touching <clears throat> your battle royale um, with cheese. Royale with cheese. Um, but other than that, guys, it's been a, you know, every week it feels like it's been a long time since I've last seen you guys. Um, we are streaming live on Amos Wall Productions' YouTube channel. Um and then for everybody who's listening to the audio version, this will drop at 9 o'clock tonight, or before 9 o'clock, wherever you listen to uh, podcasts. We have a packed show for you guys. We're going to talk about Battle Royale. We're going to get into our favorite scenes, and we're going to get into the email bag uh, before we go on to next week. Um, but if you guys want to join us on social media, we have a summer in giveaway that's coming up here real soon. Follow all the details on facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast. The Instagram is all one word slash the cinnamon movie podcast. You can follow us on X, I believe is what they're calling it now, um, (laughs) which is at cinnamon four zero five. Or you can email us, which is C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. So, yeah, I I figured I have to change it since they went from Twitter to X. So... It feels real A24-ish of Elon Musk to do that. Well, so he had tried to make PayPal called X as a company, and I think he's just fulfilling his uh, vision by doing so. Vision. His A24 vision, apparently. Um, But if you guys want to join us uh, or listen to our episode last week or two weeks ago or anything that you want to dig into the archives – Go check it out wherever you listen to podcasts at. Last week we talked Renfield. It was a very diverse conversation. Uh, two weeks ago we talked Star Trek from 09, directed by the dear J.J. Abrams. 
Next week, we're digging back into that franchise with Into Darkness, which I'm very looking forward to. Uh, we also got some suggestions in the email box that I'll get to a little bit later on. Um, so other than that, guys, let's dig in. Um, we are talking Battle Royale. In the future, the Japanese government captures a class of ninth grade students and forces them to kill one another under the Revolutionary Battle Royale Act. Revolutionary, visionary, uh, that's what we're digging into today. You can watch this on Free V, uh, uh, Roku Channel, Voodoo, um, directed by King Jai Fusuki, Fusuku. Um, with a terrific cast. If anybody would like to help me with the cast, I do not want to butcher anybody's names. A lot of great actors in this movie, though. Uh, I did not have it pulled up. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't wait to get your thoughts and opinions on this movie, though. It's been years since I've seen it. Yeah, it's been, been I think, 2009, 2010. Um, I'm not really seeing where the cast... Oh, here we go. Um, Tatsuya Fujiwara, um, say Aki Maeda. Uh, yeah, you are lying. I didn't look at these names before I said I would help you. Taro <laughs> Yamato, uh, Chiaki Kuriyama, uh, Ko Shibasaki, uh, Masanobu Ando. Taro Yama, Yamamoto and I made it again. So we're getting we're getting into Battle Royale. Uh, IMDb has it at a 7.6. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 88%. The Metascore has it at 81%. While Edward and the Google users has it at 86%. Um, with a December 16th, 2000 release date. What a what a perfect movie to watch during Christmas time. What what day um, was it? December 16th, 2000. Two days before the birthday, Craig. You would have been uh, six? Six years old. Wow. (laughs) A little bit different watching it at six years old on release day. I did not see this in the theaters. (laughs) (laughs) With a $4.5 million budget, it did gross over $31 million at the box office. Um, That's Craig. That's Zach. Let's dig into Battle Royal. Uh, first time versus now. Zach, I, I picture this is your first time watching this movie, so we'll start with you. When the movie was over, what was your thought? Yeah, uh, first time watch for me. <clears throat> when the movie was over, I was uh, genuinely entertained. I was surprised. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of dreading watching this. I was like, oh, all right. oh wow. <laughs> all right, all right. But I think I think maybe the first 10 minutes is just a little slow, but once we kind of get once we kind of figure out what's going on and everything gets set into motion, it's a really fast paced action movie. So Craig, I think we were like 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 we said, I was like 18 when I suggested that you should watch this movie. And there's a lot of bad stuff I've suggested for you to watch, but uh this is one of those that I thought you were gonna like hate. But you ended up really, really liking it so much to where 
your first time view versus what did you think about it the second time around? Yeah. Um, first time view, I thought it was unique. Um, I, I, I thought the concept was really good, you know, uh, Oh, Jennifer Lawrence movies, the hunger games that were, were just kind of coming out. Um, there was no such thing as uh, battle royale video games that you know, at least mainstream. There might have been some others, but um, it, it felt like a new concept. And you know, kind of watching it that first time, I, I thought it was really enjoyable to see where you know maybe not the inception, but a really good version of what the battle royale uh, concept is uh, put on film. And then uh, watching it this time, um, I didn't get it. I didn't feel as though it was as much Hunger Games as I did um, the movie with uh, Stone Cold. Not Stone Cold. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, The Condemned. The Condemned. Yeah, uh, I felt like it was more so like that, except, you know, um, it's, it's a random class of students that were technically um, – you know, not really obeying, you know, because in the culture of Japan, you're, it's very, you respect, the respect of the elders is usually a high priority. Um, and so I think just kind of taking the, the class that didn't, that kind of lacked some of that. And then, uh, you know, in, in the condemned, it's, it's all criminals and you, you allow one person to essentially fight for their freedom. Um, the only differences between, you know, Condemned and Hunger Games is this one, there is no outside source of entertainment. It's all strictly done based on like, um, you know, it's a punishment, you know, you weren't, you weren't fit for, for, for society at this moment and you were randomly chosen to, um, be in the battle royale. Mm -hmm. So pretty much basically how Craig just ran it down. A uh, bunch of ninth grade students who are kind of disrespectful, like Craig said, you know, not meant for this society. Plus, at the time in the near future, from what the beginning says, you know, 15% are without jobs, bad yeah. times. So this is probably also a little bit of um, population control. Um, so they think they're going on a field trip, these ninth grade students, and they all get forced to put in a room and... You know they they have to pretty much kill every, kill 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 one another. They have an explosive device attached around to their neck, um, which if you guys have seen uh, Suicide Squad, it's it's kind of like what what they have in the Suicide Squad. Yep. Um, so if they mess up, if they try to escape, their head gets blown off, um, and they get a duffel bag before they go out into this into this battle. And uh, the duffel bag could have any kind of weapon, and I think it was all randomized, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, all randomized. Um, I mean, there was... Like, like somebody got a trash can lid. Trash somebody can got a rifle, lids, machine guns. Uh, tracking device. Um, bow and arrow. Compass. Yeah. Just all kinds uh, of stuff. And then some some food and water. A loaf of bread and a bottle of water. loaf of bread. It's food. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of, like, the whole classroom scene? We'll start with that. Like, where they just forced in the classroom. They get to watch the video. They learn about what's going on. Like, Zach, I want to kind of get some of your thoughts because, you know, me and Craig have kind of laid some of the map down. But, like, 
you said the first 10, 15 minutes was slow. Um, when it started kicking off after the classroom scene, what was going through your mind? Like, were you like, man, what did I get myself into? Or was it starting to slowly entertain you? Yeah, <clears throat> I'll say that that scene where they're in the classroom and basically it sets off the string of uh, sets off the set of the events for the rest of the movie. I thought was really well paced, well, really well acted. The intensity was off the charts. Um, I really appreciated that. <laughs> Appreciate is probably not the best word. Um, I like the choice to go ahead and kill off some students just right off the bat, just to say this is not a game. We're not playing around yeah. you are going to do this or you will die in a very violent way um i just I, I would just say like just before that where like it was the basketball game and like regular everyday life yeah. i was like okay I, I get it and it threw me off because at the very beginning where they showed like the girl like covered in blood it's like how do you how do you feel being <laughs> the winner i was like is this the future and we're just we're just showing everything that happened before but was that in retrospect, is that just like the last battle royal that happened? And then this is a whole new set of students. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was like, the, that was the years prior. Um, kind of which, again, I mean, not this entire thing was based probably, you know, I don't think the author of the Hunger Games probably got everything from this movie, but there's certainly no. some, some aspects you can really feel like, hey, maybe, maybe this was used. Yeah. Um, the selection completely was almost, I guess, all at random, except the te you know the teenagers were kind of troubled young teenagers. No, it was it was an entire classroom. It's just one classroom. Yeah. Um, classroom. They're so they were randomly they're put in a randomizer, but I think the teacher of that class from seventh grade, he was their teacher. Okay. Seventh grade left. I think he kind of rigged the randomizer um, just because of what they did to him in the seventh grade. And then obviously yeah. there were the two that wanted to join in. Yeah. And I think, and I, I'm sorry, listeners. I, the only way to, the only way comparison for me is, is the hunger games. This is the closest to that as I could possibly get. Um, there is, like you said, Johnny, there are similarities, like obviously the big, big differences. I think in the hunger games, the kids are actually just, picked at random and jennifer lawrence's character actually volunteers obviously but this like you said craig is just a whole group of kids like a whole yeah. uh classroom or a, a class of whoever yeah and so i mean obviously there are some when you watch the movie there are some that you um depending on how closely you watch the movie you know uh you can almost immediately want <laughs> someone to kind of pull through you're like i want this person to win because you know he wasn't really a bad guy and you know it, obviously yeah. the, the, the story's focusing on them to make them be the pro anti, uh, the protagonist and um, it's, it's it's really shuya right is the one who you kind of get behind because he the girl that he kind of has feelings for is right behind him his yeah. friend gets killed yeah. right in front of him he's got yeah. a picture with him um but if he, he's not the one though who saw his dad hang himself, right? Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he's, okay. the, he's the main one. Yeah. Because that's 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 the only way I could really. I'm glad they kind of gave some background to at least the main characters, where yeah. the boy, the the kid that lost his dad, the girl is that the teacher's daughter. Did, did I did I understand that correctly? At the end of the yeah, the one, you, the one, you find that out really at the end of the movie. Okay. Now did she? 
was she always destined to win? Because I feel like the, the, the ending threw me off of like, well, was she in on it the whole time? And like the dad was just kind of coaching her how to survive this. I didn't I think of it that way, but that, that's a good way of po pointing at it. <clears throat> yeah. I, because you uh, could almost, you could almost say that, that because also the, the winner, the one who was experienced, the one who was in there before, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe it was meant to be for them to find each other. I don't mm -hmm. know. That, that's a good way to point it. What do you think, Craig? Yeah. I mean, th there's a lot to be, explained um as far as the outside storylines go in this film um i never watched the battle royale 2 just because of how bad it looked how bad the ratings were yeah. and honestly i tried to watch a little bit of it and it just it didn't match the feeling of this one um i've never seen it I, I even tried to watch it after i watched this one the other day um just couldn't couldn't get into it, it wasn't the same um but like kind of like I was saying earlier, in, in this one you you almost get attached or root. You can't really root against anybody unless they're being just a complete dick in this film mm -hmm. because it's all one class. It's centralized there. It's not like in the Hunger Games. It's focusing on District Twelve or whatever Jennifer's thing is because you know that's the one that they show the most. That's the one that you're right. like, okay, they're the ones that are. It's an entire class, and really, it's only showing the one guy. But it's well, a class. I mean, There's no outsiders, really. Well, yes and no. I mean, they're all they're all the same age, and they're all <clears throat> in the same. I'd probably put social situation or like just age wise situations. Right. But the two, I I just called them the alphas. The two that had done the the royal the, the battle royal before. The one, not the one that ends up helping the two main characters, but the other one that was like mowing down kids left and yeah. right. That, that ultimately uh, goes blind. That one. Was, I think uh, he's to Kawada. Yeah, he's the one. He, I think he ultimately goes blind before he gets killed off at the end. Um, I think he was pretty much like the central villain. Yeah, like yeah. he doesn't care. Uh, he's only in it for the glory. Obviously, outside of the teacher. But even, yeah. you know, you could even sit there and say that the teacher's only doing what the law enacted him to do. You know, the real yeah. villain is the guy who is going out there and instead of trying to build, um, you know, uh, a, a bomb to blow up the, the base to get out or try to get together and work together, even though they said, you know, one has to survive, otherwise everybody else dies. He, he really is, other than the girl who kind of... Um, like uh, takes a shower and um, <laughs> changes it to the white t-shirt and the, the jean shorts. Um, other than her, they're kind of the two main just antagonists. And really by the end of it, you get a story for her in that she was basically ostracized from the group and yeah. you kind of feel bad, for, they'll feel bad for her. So, yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's, <laughs> a, there's a bunch of love triangles thrown in there where, you know, she had feelings for, um, what was his name? The Nanahara, and you know, it's just crazy stuff happens, man. The, what were some of your favorite kills or or little moments in the the first opening part? Some of the some of the, some of my favorite moments, though, like 
you, you want to talk about kills, like there's the girl who's in that shed hiding underneath the table with the yeah. taser. Mm-hmm. And then that other girl comes in and it's like that completely turns sideways, like super quick. And you're like, yeah. oh, you know, um, or there's like the, the megaphone scene where the two girls are on the hill with the megaphone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're like, oh, this dude has a gun. He's automatically going to going to, you know, mess stuff up. Yeah, um, you think, uh, at, you know, at that time, you think Takeda, not Takeda, um, what's his name? The guy that hel- ends up helping him, I think his name's... Uh, I think it's Takeda. Uh, Sugimura. Is, is that the one? Su- Sugimura? Uh... <laughs> Some of these don't have pictures. Yeah. It's, um... it's a little tough. It's also based off of a novel, which I did not know about. But the the guy that you know, the, not the one that's really mean that joined in, but the guy who ends up being there at the end with them, um, who has the show. Oh, is it? Oh, Kawada. Yeah, like Kawada. Kawada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you think at that point he's gonna, you know, just off um, Nanahara and, and the girl, yeah. and and you know he ends up kind of helping them, and then you get the story about him. Uh, but I thought the you know the first time, I thought he was immediately gonna do. You know, one or two of the girl or boy uh, was going to be killed. And then the megaphone scene, I thought maybe he was going to kill them because they were drawing attention to themselves or they were trying to set a trap. But um, I thought one of the really good sequences was the um, it was after um, Nanahara gets injured and they go to that lighthouse or whatever it is. And it's just like. I, I guess it was just confusion or whatever, and literally all paranoia hell breaks loose, and the girls start killing each other one by one, and yes. it was just. Um, but she didn't die though, right? She, that, she, that was it was. So the girl was trying to put poison in a soup for one of the girls yeah. that liked Nanahara, and yeah, it ends right. up going to a girl who runs in, and they're all like, "Oh, he's a, he's here, he's awake, he's fine," and she's like, "Oh, I'm hungry," just starts chowing down, and at that point, they're like. Somebody Whoops. here had to do this, and you know yeah. that's yeah, that's when all hell breaks loose. What did you guys like of the? Uh, did you guys like how it announced after you know everyone like oh, boy number five died, forty yeah. left or thirty five yeah. to go? Did you guys like that aspect of the, the storytelling? Yeah, I mean, kind of, when, kind of it, was, it was kind of like a match card, like helping you keep keep track. Yeah, it, it helps the viewer kind of understand where they're at in you know numbers. Um, But as a person who plays a lot of Battle Royale games, Apex, Call of Duty, um, PUBG, you know, you you kind of get that kill feed and you see the number remaining and, you know, the zones shrinking. Um, As much as we say Mm. maybe Hunger Games benefited from this, I think just video games in general right now really benefited from this movie. I mean, obviously, the whole concept of Battle (laughs) Royale is is this movie. And I mean, like I said, Call of Duty, Apex, PUBG, they're literally making millions of dollars a year, if not more, from this concept. And yeah. so it's just it's it's an awesome concept. <laughs> um, I say that uh, everybody dies except one. But it's a it's a neat concept for gaming because it is the ultimate competitive um just kind of match so to speak this mm-hmm. movie and i want i want to this is kind of oh it's 20 something years later i don't think it's that 
big of a controversy to bring up. But I wanted to bring this up to you guys because a lot of people were like, you know, uh, there, I didn't get any emails about it, but there was just some some feelings of like, man, should we really talk about this movie? Because this movie was almost banned. A lot of people think it was banned in the U.S. But it was. It was banned because was. of uh, Columbine happened before. So yeah. what, do you, what do you guys think? Like, you know, J- Japan didn't really try to take this movie down either. Do you think that's just one of those things like, hey, that happened in the United States, but we still want to roll with our movie. Let's push it out. Because like if I feel like if Americans did that, would, would we almost kind of get scrutinized for it? You know, we get scrutinized for it all the time because it's like the most recent example is um, Barbie or Oppenheimer. There are scenes in those two films that get they get banned in other parts of the world just because they don't a believe in that or two. Yeah they don't find it appropriate for an audience to watch. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard as somebody who's just viewing it as a movie, an idea, a concept, um, mm-hmm. because I've never had to really deal with, like you see it on the news and, and they talk about this all the time, how, you know, the media shows something new every day and you kind of get numb to it. Um, and so yeah. like I'm, I'm, I'm positive people who are close to any kind of situation like that are really affected by it. And obviously we would never want something to happen, but when I'm watching something like this, I'm just like, okay, I'm, just taking get... it for, I'm taking it for an idea, a concept. Like, yeah, yeah it's uneasy sometimes, but it, it's, it's a concept. It's not, Did... Did you guys get the, um, at the beginning of the movie, I watched it on Vudu, the director's, I guess the only versions out there right now is the director's cut. Yeah. And at the beginning I said, originally this film was like, not able to be seen in public view because of the graphic nature of the violence. Did you get yeah, that but, warning at the beginning? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I watched it on Vudu. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so I didn't watch the director's cut then. I thought we were I, – I, I thought the only cut out there was probably the theatrical. So I was like, hey, let me just watch the hour and 54-minute theatrical cut because I'm pretty sure that's oh. what they're going to be able to find. That's I, only I six minutes. The, oh, yeah, okay. I don't know what the differences are. I, I had to watch the Japanese version, though, because that, <laughs> that trying to do the dub version? Uh, well, because I was like, okay, it's here on, like, Tubi. Um, okay, it's English. Let me try to find it somewhere else. I went to like three sites and I finally was like, all right, who knows where this is in Japanese? Because I, I, the voiceovers were not good for this movie. The dub. Yeah. Yeah. I just, if I, I said to myself, if I'm, if I'm going to watch this, just watch how it's supposed to be in the yeah. natural Japanese language. And it, for some reason, my mom, my, my eyes noticed the dub, the, the, the voice and the the mouth don't ever line up and it just bugs the hell out of me. So I didn't want to do that for two hours. Right. Uh, So let's talk about the virgin scene where that guy's coming down behind the the girl with the uh, crossbow, right? No, he's got the gun and he's like, you don't want to die a virgin. And he's trying to, you know, manipulate her and how uneasy that scene is um, because she whips out a knife and she's like, Dude, I'm I'm willing to go. I hate your guts. I'll kill you if you try to get yeah. close to me. Um, and that leads into I like how m- most kills lean into another kill, and then it goes into a different scene. It doesn't yeah. spend too much time on one 
kill or one mishap. Well, it always in, leads into something different. Yeah, so like in other movies, it would be like, oh, kill number one happens over here. Yep. Kill number two happens over here, and you're kind of like, okay, you know, you're jumping back and forth between kills, but it's fed it, to it, you. It does feel like it's just a, a a snake trail the entire movie. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Because even even to the point where like the um, the tech guys that are trying to like hack into the system and break the the uh, killing neck necklace thing or whatever. They get killed by one of the alphas that leads into our three main characters come across him, and that's ultimately the final battle. So it's just like it was really I, I don't know if it was scripting or directing or whatever, what have you. It was just really genuinely thought out about how um how the kills were gonna go in this movie. And they ultimately lined up pretty well for me. I don't Zach, this is your first time, so that's that's you know, mostly uh, <clears throat> excited about getting your thoughts and opinions on some of these scenes. Yeah. Because um, you're, you're a big, you're, just like me, you're a big, like, war fan, war movie fan. So, like, seeing mm -hmm. something like this, I'm like, oh, it's not going to be too graphic for Zach or for anybody. I think they'd be just fine. I mean, truthfully, the, it doesn't the scene... It's, it's not that graphic compared to some of the stuff we see today. Well, the scene that really, like, I was like, damn, all right, so they are going to go for it, was the... Uh, the neck bracelet, first neck bracelet explosion of the neck, and you're just like, damn, oh, yeah. all right, this turned this turned into a Saw movie all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, one thing I will give this movie props on is, you know, the there's a little bit of film grain, which, you know, yeah. it's a 20-year-old <laughs> movie, but how well just, it felt like this movie could have been put out a few years ago and made it seem like it was from the early 2000s or that time period. It, it yeah. ages, it aged very well in my eyes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, you know, kind of my only nitpicks are, you know, when, when girls are getting shot, maybe, or girls, anybody's getting shot, they kind of move a little bit too much and there's really no damage. There's just blood. Um, yeah. But other than that, you know, that's not really on the actors, the camera, the, that, that's kind of just on the cosmetic team um, yeah. and, and, and all that. So, but I, I thought, you know, I was watching it and I was like, man, this, this movie's aged really well. Like okay. everything just felt, it felt good. Like not good, but I was like, man, this it felt organic. It, it felt organic. Yeah. It felt like it was uh, you know, natural. So I, did you I watch wanna... Did you watch this on Blu-ray, Johnny? Yeah. Was it a good HD transfer? Uh, I'd never seen it before, so it's I've always been able to just see it oh, in HD. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was it was a it was a pretty clear transfer. I didn't I didn't have much film grain, but I do want to ask this because Craig is one of the biggest Star Wars fans I know. Did you hear part of the score when the main character boy not not when he first found his dad hanging, but the second time it goes to that flashback and it shows a little bit more detail of him seeing his dad hanging? Did you hear? the Star Wars Luke Skywalker song kind of just playing in the background. It feels like they used that almost same note for when Luke goes back and sees his, 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 uh, his aunt and uncle dead after the uh, sand people destroyed him. It, it's almost like that exact same song note in the same movie. <laughs> he, and I'm like, I wrote that as soon as I heard it, I was like, wait a minute. 
I'm Can looking I watch it up. Star Wars? He, he, I was about to say, he didn't notice it, but he's going to notice it now. I'm going to go I'll, look it up right now. And it sounds just like that note from when Luke's gazing over into the two moons and he's getting the, ready to. Da, na, na, that one? The, the low da? Yeah. When he's, when he's, as soon as his parents die from the sand people, he looks over into the two moons. Let me see. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I didn't, I didn't see that. Um, usually I, I wear headphones when I watch movies, but, um, but I it was on the, uh, it was on the flashback of him, of his, when he went back and saw his dad hanging. Um, yeah. what do you guys think is the biggest difference that you might notice when you're watching maybe a foreign film like this to us compared to like, you know, maybe, uh, a movie like this. In, in the in the states, like what what's one of the big other than the language barrier, obviously, what's yeah. one of the main big things that you guys probably notice right away? You know, truthfully, no, I was just saying, you, you know, truthfully, I think it's just more. I don't know if it's just Japanese films or just foreign foreign language films in general. I think they're just more craft craftily craftily well done. They're much more like organic more, i feel like they're more detailed <clears throat> the more detailed that'd be a good perfect example because i feel like if this was made if this was americanized which i guess you can make an argument that the hunger games is this um but if this was like directly remade i feel like it would lose like the heart and soul of this it would be like okay let's just do violence for violence sake and not really have like a, a point a story yeah yeah <clears throat> I, I agree. Um, <clears throat> what about the classical music score throughout the entire movie? Did you guys like how they used nothing but almost classical music to the end? It almost just gave it an eerie horror feeling yeah. almost. Yeah. So. Craig's, yeah. Craig's mute. The, the Japanese um, cinema in particular um the way that they do their scores and storytelling, I think, is different, in my opinion, than any other foreign type of film. Um, just their their the cult the the choices and the the cultural difference of them compared to others, I, I think, just adds a little bit more to me. I really enjoy the the Japanese culture, um, but they they do they I mean. Just kind of stemming from anime, it feels natural when you hear some of those notes and music and, and choices and where they put them, because you you often hear it a lot um, in yeah. in other portions of their of their media. <laughs> Even something like um, Parasite, which obviously is best picture, but that's a South Korean film. Um, obviously, the cultures are different. Even that film, that film is so. It has so much depth. It has so much detail. It has so much characterizations for each side of the families, the rich and the and the the poor, that you could just really cut it down to the middle, and you could you can easily decipher which which family member belongs with who. Yeah. <clears throat> so <laughs> what was the? Go for it. I was just gonna say, what was the? I just want to make sure I was correct. The two. The, the, the main boy and the girl, they survived. 
and they had to go into hiding, right? Because if they found out that they both lived, they would they would have been assassinated. They would have tried to be killed, right? Because I know they had they just had to leave their whole entire life behind. They're like uh, have hoodies and just walk in the streets, but try try not to be noticed. I think they. I mean, that could be it. But I also think they just wanted to leave because they didn't want anything to do to do with, with society. that society. Yeah, I mean, having to go through that trauma. I mean, imagine walking down the street and seeing somebody's mom that was in that same class, and they're like, "Oh, you survived a mom, but my child didn't." You know, that like that could be, you know, that could be a scary place. Which, again. I'd have to go back. I don't remember exactly why they're if they were in hiding or not. Um, yeah, it says right here, uh, Shuya and Noriko are declared fugitives of, by the Japanese government. Last because they both run. survived. Yeah, so I, I was right. And probably because they <laughs> killed uh, the teacher. Yeah. Which, what else has that teacher been in? I know, I thought he's he been in something else. I don't know what though. Um, because the I was just like immediately when I saw him, I was like, okay, he's Takeshi Katano. Wasn't he in um oh the movie with um yes, that's what it is. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the- he was in Ghost in the Shell. The Scarlett Johansson one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Scarlett Johansson one. He was kind of like the main um I don't the Yakuza member. I, I assume that's what it is. Like the head boss. So everybody I, I assume we all pretty much like the ending then. I I enjoyed yeah. the ending. The only I, I feel it was very Return of the King where I thought the movie was over, then it kept going. Thought the movie was over, it kept going. <laughs> It yeah. was almost like last minute <clears throat> details about these characters before we leave them like forever. And Craig, I know I know you said you didn't I know there's a sequel to this and I heard it's like un like not even watchable. What was I guess because you said it it just didn't have that same uh aesthetic as the first one. Is that why it just didn't look very appealing? I think they tried to modernize it instead of keeping it that same feeling. Um Okay. If I recall the first 15, 20 minutes stems directly after this. Like you can you can see the connection between Battle Royale One and that movie. Um I might end up watching it just to watch it so I can see the the differences and make any connections. Um just to say that I did it. But um what did you guys think about the um, when when they go to the house? Uh, he, she passes out due to the blood loss, and Nanahara picks her up and takes her to the house. And he trips the wire where they see the chicken, and the guy comes out uh, with the shotgun. Mm-hmm. the The main villain, the student who's running around killing everybody with the Uzi shoots that guy with the bulletproof vest and he's like, ah, like you thought you got me. And then he gets his head chopped off. I was going to say, that's like, that's like the scene when the guy's pulling out the, the katana, that's like the scene that is kind of shown for this movie. I think it's even the, I think it's even the, 
like the the Blu-ray cover? Is it not, or is it? Uh, no, the Blu-ray cover is just the Battle Royale logo. Now the the actual voodoo picture is the um, looks like one's holding the shotgun and one's holding the some kind yeah. of knife uh, type thing, <clears throat> scythe ish thing. Yeah. Um, man, maybe maybe that's just the one that stuck out to me whenever I first watch it. Um, because when I saw it again, I was like, man, that's like that's like the perfect shot when he's pulling out the katana. Mm-hmm. Speaking of some of your favorite scenes, guys. Uh, Zach, we can start with you. Uh, what's your favorite scene or two? Uh, probably my biggest favorite scene is just then when the students waking up and they get told what's happening and they don't have a choice in the matter. And there's just something very eerily creepy slash adrenaline of when the girl on the screen is like reading off the names and they just have to run. She's happy. Yeah. It's like very like, like, so like, sociopathic behavior is like okay it's your turn and then yeah. they run and they the the bat the duffel bag is thrown at them and off they go and immediately i think um when uh nanahara gets outside the guy with the with the bow and arrow he automatically tries to kill the him crossbow. and the girl yeah yeah the crossbow <clears throat> and it's like i well, i like how like Oh yeah, she's got that yeah. arrow in the neck. I mean, that's like that's yeah. The outside of the classroom, that's the first kill you see. And yeah. So you're just like, okay, so we've already started, and there's people still in the classroom. Exactly. So that, and then the um, yeah, that's probably my biggest favorite scene. I think that really set the tone for the movie, and I thought it was a a good um opener to uh, the survival, basically the game that follow the follows. I would probably have to pick the opening classroom scene, um, maybe the the megaphone scene, uh, where you have that 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 kind of shootout, and then the mm. the taser scene underneath the table. What about uh, what about you, Craig? Yeah, um, I'd say the the scene where the guy pulls out the katana. Um, again, that's one of the most memorable. Um, how eerie. Like like you said, Zach, how eerie it is when the girls on the TV just being so um, energetic, popish, happy that you know she's telling them this, and you know she's doing all the the finger gestures and and kind of going side to side, and um, you're just like, man, how can somebody be that energetic, kind of explaining all of this and knowing it's happening, which. Um, it just kind of sets the mood for like the entire film. Um, so those two, and then um, just some of the kills that were in the film, like the girl has the scythe on her and she's kind of talking to her and telling her, and then she's just like rips it, kills her. Um, yeah. I mean, just overall, I think a lot of the, the kills were very, Aside from the, the the guy with the Uzi, a lot of them were very unique and different. Uh, they used different weapons. Um, there was mm-hmm. different instances on. They kind of not only did they explain why they were doing it, uh, but there was like dialogue between the two before it happened. Not not all yeah. the kills were just run up, bang, <clears throat> run up, bang. There was like, you know, there's there's meaning behind almost each kill. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like um, a, a explanation of why I'm going to kill you. 
even though right. we've known each other since like kindergarten and, or whatever. And I think that's why they do it. It's like, yeah, we've been friends for so long. And it's like, but you guys were very mean to me and you locked me in the bathroom. And that's why, you know, yeah. they were still my friends and I didn't want to kill them. I didn't, but, um, so the unique, the uniqueness of all of that. And then, uh, I like to have the dude rolled up in the, the guy's house and he's talking he's smoking that cigarette. <laughs> he's like, no, you're dead. Oh, and he had the water gun. He, it wasn't even a real gun. He was going to shoot him. Oh, the water. yeah. Yeah. So it's um, like, it's, it's like he didn't, he wanted them to go through with it. But in the end, he was like, I really don't want to harm anybody. I'm, I'm just kind of making you guys suffer through what you made me suffer. Yeah. Essentially. Concept, performances, story based. Zach, we'll start with you. What's your uh, star rating going to be for this movie? Well, the fact that I kind of had no interest in watching it, I was very genuinely surprised by this. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I, I understand the parallels of what people say about this and the Hunger Games, but the Hunger Games is essentially, you got to remember, Hunger Games is like post apocalyptic world, and this is like in today's, if this was today's world or whatever. Um, like you said, <clears throat> great performances, um, good action. The kills were really creative and different. And just overall, a good message, if you will, even though essentially, if you sum them up, sum them up, it's like, oh, this is a teacher just wanted to get revenge on his students, essentially. Um, but yeah, I'll give it an eight. Yeah, I, I can see where you would say a good message because it's like, you know, you you you're you're damaging to society, you know, and it's yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I, now I feel ugh, how could you say that, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it an eight as well. Um, you know, I don't think it is a perfect movie. There are things that um, you know, didn't age well. I think overall the movie has aged very well, though. Um, and. Of course, you have to watch this in Japanese. If you didn't and you watched it in the English dub, you probably are thinking, this movie was trash. It's like a two yeah. or a three. Um, I, I think every character in the movie that was, you know, not just some officer on the side or throwaway, uh, you know, side actor, had some meaning to the to the movie, whether it was old Timmy in the back row where he's like, uh, I have a question, you know, what's this, this, and this? Or I have a question, what's this, and this? Like, each one you could feel, like, even though you didn't immediately know their name or feel like you would remember their name, you were like, man, I can kind of remember what that guy was and why he, you know, either he did or didn't want to be here. So I think overall they did a very good job of um, providing characteristics for their characters. Um, I think the dialogue was good. Um the, the chemistry between, I mean, they got to be 13 to 17, maybe a little mm -hmm. bit older for some of them in, in age. And to be fully ran by the people that age to make a movie like this, I think it was, was fairly successful uh, as far as uh, being able to watch it in today's, you know, 23 years later. So eight stars for me. Uh, I'm going to go and do the same. I'm going to give this an eight. Uh, I think for the uniqueness of the kills, like Craig said, the story, 
um, almost every kill had its own feeling to it. Um, and if you're a horror fan, I think you're going to really enjoy this. I think this is almost based towards like horror fans. Um, and with us starting this, this month of, of August with Battle Royale, we have, you know, in a few weeks, Knock at the Cabin, 28 Days Later, September, we're going to do Texas Chainsaw, uh, Jessica Biel version. Um, I think slowly going into those cooler, scary months, I think this is a fun movie to kind of talk about. And I hope everybody kind of enjoyed this uh, conversation of Battle Royale. So it, especially, it does have those horror-like elements to it. So um, I enjoyed the, the, this conversation. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah. I think some of the facial expressions that um, the girls had in the movie, especially with their hair kind of draped over their face. Um, I mean, the opening girl when they're saying that she won, which is, you know, up in the top right corner. When she bottom, smiled. She's mm -hmm. holding a teddy bear and she's smiling, but it looks yeah. very, you know, eerie. Um, yeah, I, I just I just think the overall <laughs> aspect, the black and the white of the picture in the middle, the black and the white on the left side with the battle royale in red. I think overall, just the aesthetics of the film, the the way the movie was shot. Um, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, I really can't do this movie because it has that film grain. I think the film grain adds to this movie. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Just that that grittiness. Um but before we get ready to talk about emails, uh, next week we jump back into the J.J. Abrams Star Trek as we talk Star Trek Into Darkness next Wednesday, August the 9th. Um, should be another fun conversation. Um, me and Zach knocked out St Star Trek 09, so um, I think this one should be just as fun. Um, Craig, did you, did you rewatch 09 a few weeks ago? Or you uh, gonna... I did not. I, I completely missed. It. I probably will rewatch it just to catch up and be continuous on the the storyline. But yeah. So I in, think in, in I think the dark next, one, next week. This is the one where they go to the planet and they're like, "You can't mess with anybody." Is that this one? No, that I think that's, that's Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. Okay. Um, which me and Craig actually saw Beyond in theaters when it first came out uh, at the Harkins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. We, uh, we saw it opening weekend. Um, but and now let's get to... Go ahead, Zach. No, I was just going to say, for listeners, Star Trek Into Darkness is on Paramount Plus and on Netflix, so you have two options to watch it. Oh, nice. Um, and I am going to go through and read some emails and some social media comments. Um, let's see. Uh, Anna says, top five vampire movies... Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, Dracula Untold, Underworld, Queen of the Damned, a number one interview with the vampire. Uh, Jeffrey says, I think Battle Royale is honestly one of the best films I've ever seen. Ten stars. Uh, I would like to know if that was like his initial thoughts or if he watched it for this episode and thought that. Yeah. So if you could, if you could send a, a, a response to that in, um, I would like to know that. <laughs> Uh, Sarah97 says, Renfield was such a fun watch. Loved it. Thanks for the recommendation. And the episode was fun as well. Eight stars. Um, top five vampire movies from Pedo. Fright Night, the original. 
Is this uh, pedo? Is this Fye pedo? Fye pedo, yeah. Um, only lovers left alive. The Lost Boys, Near Dark, and number one, Salem's Lot. Uh, Kevin says, I love the rewatch of Star Trek. It's almost forgotten about today in today's sci-fi universe. Can't wait for the Into Darkness episode. Nine stars for Star Trek. Yeah, I'm really uh, looking forward to rewatching The Darkness. I, I haven't seen it since the theater, so. Oh, oh wow. Um, yeah. Jessica says, have you guys seen Barbie? I'm <laughs> curious on your thoughts and star ratings and if you'll ever dedicate an episode to it. Craig, you're gonna go you see Barbie. I've heard mixed stuff on it. Um, I think it all comes down to. I think we're some... we're definitely gonna do the Blu-ray release for sure because I, I do want to get everybody's opinion on Barbie. I think it's just a it's just a weird, full meta, good cause kind of movie. Like there, there's it feels like there's a a good meaning behind it. It's just a fun take it loosely meta story. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, and I'd, I'd like to kind of get everybody else's thoughts on that episode. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. So maybe that'd be a fun conversation. It's just goofy. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I prefer my <laughs> Barbies to be in toy story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, Henry says battle Royale was, was an epic. Never seen it before. Great first time watch, nine stars. Um, I picked a good one. I picked a good one. <laughs> Omar says Renfield was complete trash. Never ever going to watch it again. Four stars. <laughs> uh, Jonathan says Pirates of the Caribbean is a classic. Huge fan. Always listen. Keep up the fun episodes. Thank you guys. Nine stars for Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Whitney says, you guys talking about Oppenheimer, I talk, I can't talk, I'm having a stroke. You you guys talking about Oppenheimer made me want to go see it, so I did, and oh my god, it was the best movie I've seen all year. Ten stars, can't wait to hear you guys talk about it if you ever do, in long form. Craig, double feature, TMNT and Oppenheimer, there you go. Uh, Yeah, I'll have my daughter with me, so I don't know. She can watch watch some of it. It's it's age appropriate. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so TMNT will be next Tuesday. Um, I'm still. I'm, I'm. I will watch Oppenheimer between now and in November. Next no, oh. next week. Next November. In November. I, I I will find time to go watch it. Um... Yeah. Sam G69. Renfield was a complete pleasure in watching it. I really enjoyed it. It was a first-time watch for me. Glad it was on Peacock. Eight stars. Uh, Andrew says Battle Royale gets a nine for me. Third time watching it. Always a joy. Um, Darren says, I would love to hear you guys talk and review about Menace to Society. Great movie. Great story. Recommendation. I don't think I've ever seen that. Menace to Society. Let's. Um, I will finish it out with Philip's email. Uh, I would love to recommend an episode or at least a watch. I would love for you guys to talk about Heat and or RoboCop. Yeah. I've never seen Heat. I've heard amazing things about it, though. Nice. 
Is Menace he, to Society the one where he's like, Ricky? No, that's uh I'm very uncultured. Though. No, no, that's uh <laughs> Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I need to watch both of those then. So uh other than that, guys, uh any uh final thoughts or before we head out of uh, Battle Royale into Star Trek? Not that um, I can think of. I, I, I am glad that people, um, you know, watched. I'm, I'm saying glad when it's a, a pretty graphic movie, but um, just the fact that Battle Royale, you know, we don't often do foreign films and some of the ones that we do, such as like Hereditary and, and others, um, they, they put out solid films. There's really no um, stupid agendas with them. Uh, it's just a, a solid idea that is put on film with, you know, like you said, the scores in it were, were, you know, match the film. They're usually done fairly well. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that there are more hidden gems like that out there um, that aren't made in America. So it's it's just, it's nice to be able to have other people enjoy some of the films that we've seen. Yeah. So uh, that being said, I think, Craig, you, you hit it pretty good. Um, next week in the darkness, guys. On this already second week of August next week, um, Battle Royale, fun conversation. We all gave it an eight. Go check it out. It's free on Voodoo. Until next week, new episode, Star Trek Into Darkness, Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Enjoy Benedict. that football game. Cumberbatch, right? Yeah? Yeah. Isn't he a villain? Come on. Yeah.